1: Three Day, Cleveland. It is four and 4-1. It is not the 1st of April. It is not Fool's Day. We are talking about the Cleveland Browns. We are on a run. There is 76% chance of us making the playoffs. And I'm here with a very excited Jack and a very excited Ian. Jack, how are you, buddy?
2: I'm good. Uh, the show keeps rolling. Um, I thought we'd win. Made some money on us winning. Uh, made some money on the over um it it was an easy double everyone should have bet it the fact that i got it while we were underdogs even better um so how much money did you make uh it was 210 pound
1: Ooh, i'll translate that for you americans about 260 dollars. ian right how are you ah
0: paul when you lift your head off the pillow on a victory monday it just feels so much better
1: what happened? Did you fight in the bed or? No, I'm joking. Um, well, they... Roxy gave me a kiss and woke me up because I had to get to work. Ah, oh, isn't
2: that nice? Jack, let's start off. Out of 10, what are you going to give the offense? Um, I thought it's, it's, this is a tough one because the offense, the most important part of the offense is the quarterback. And the First quarterback half, five weeks half. into the game, into the season, it's not, it's not good. It's below average. Um, and that sucks because the Browns are going to be in a difficult position moving forward. How do you take a successful team when you need to potentially replace the quarterback? Um, because he is not worthy of a 40 million a year deal um, as it is at the moment, even 35 million. And the trouble with the quarterback market is you either pay the QB or you don't pay the QB. Um, and, it would be a mistake to pay the guy based on what we've seen this season. So uh, I, I'm going to give a seven to the offense. I no, think it could have been a have lot a seven, higher. Jack. Well, six I'll give them than- a six then. Um, purely because Baker is dragging us down. And I never thought I'd say that.
1: Well, yeah, Jack, let's be honest. You are a big Baker Mayfield fan. You've backed him from day one. So anyone who want to hate you on that, that's that's um, their shout. But you've always backed Baker I thought Baker was having a good season. I really did. I thought um, he looking good on paper. The stats seemed to be good. Okay, two interceptions. A lot of very tight throws yesterday, but a lot of them went in. Ian, are you on the uh, fuck it, let's give Baker a contract, or you think uh, we shouldn't be giving him a contract? Two
0: things. The grass isn't always greener on the other side. And as a Browns fan, having a competent quarterback is better than the absolute shit that we've had for 20 years. So in saying that, is Baker an elite quarterback? No, I don't think he is. Now, ironically enough, if we'd had this podcast at halftime, you'd have said, holy shit, that's the best half of football I think I've seen Baker throw. I've seen – now, he had the one back shoulder on Landry that Landry bailed him out. Yes. However, the throw to Hooper down the middle was flawless. The high ball to Beckham that he pulled down was great. The 30-yard strike to Landry was great. Then the second half happened, and you're like, what the hell happened? Now, I do think that Indianapolis figured out some halftime adjustments because that's what coaches do. I think DeForest Buckner stayed around on those naked boots, so he constantly had somebody in his face. So if you go back to the first half when Baker runs the boot, nobody's there. He's able to deliver the ball accurately. However, when he turns the corner and Buckner's there, different story. So in saying that, we're talking about grading for the offense. I give the offense a solid eight, if not a nine in the first half. Four possessions, four scores. Baker throws for three, or 232 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. He's humming on all cylinders. Now, the running game didn't get going, but we knew that was going to be the case. But then the second half happened. And I got to bring the score down because that was a five at best. So the overall average has to be a six. Baker throws for 15 yards in the second half. Yeah, we got over 100 yards rushing. I think we had like 90 or 86 or 90 in the second half. But it was one of those games where we get up and then we just hold our jockstraps, just waiting to see if the game's going to end with enough time on the clock.
2: And one thing to note is Matty for – I'm going to put this. That's the one. Um, and who is the defensive coordinator for the Colts is going to be one of the three top names for a head coaching job this summer, along with Eric Biennemi and um, Josh McDaniels. So um, don't be surprised that you're going to see good things out of him this year.
0: And I believe we interviewed uh, Ibra for our head coaching position. So clearly somebody that analytically, was in the Stefanski, um, I'm sorry, in the uh, Paul D. Podesta tree. So he liked Iberflus, and I believe Iberflus was also a linebackers coach for the Browns um, back in the 2000s. So he does have a little familiarity with Cleveland. But
1: Ian, the, Ian, the question for me is though, back to Jack's point on Baker Mayfield, would you give Baker an extension to his contract? Yes or no? I would, but I can't pay him. I'm not giving him
0: Deshaun Watson. I'm not giving him Patrick Mahomes. I'm not giving him Russell Wilson money. I'd pay him like the top 10 to 15. He's in, he is a middle of the road. He is a quarterback that's going to make some great throws, but as we saw, he's going to make some bad ones. So I would pay him, but I would pay him relative to how good he is. And if he thinks that some other team like Jacksonville is going to give him a Schobert like deal in terms of quarterbacks, it sucks. But do we really think that Case Keenum would not be performing within, say, a 10% range of Baker?
2: And, and one thing to note, just when I say don't pay Baker, I'm talking about it after this season, um, which is the first oh, point yeah, when you can pay a quarterback. Out. I'm saying you've you got to give him year four, and let's see what he does in year four. Because I'm not saying we move on this uh, offseason. I'm saying we need more time to look. Um, and it's the piece I wrote at the start of the offseason. I went back and looked at all of the – quarterbacks um, that have been paid since 2011 and found out that pff, it, it, it can be a mess and to be fair all, all, all best we're going to save like two million a year if we pay him at the end of this season and when you're making a 35 million a year deal roughly saving two million a year is pittance compared to the mistake having a uh, a wentz perfect example paul d podesta said he's not a top 20 qb paul d podesta is god um and yeah we've seen it Hey, Jack. hey, Paul,
0: I'm going to give you 10 quarterbacks. I want you to tell me who you think Baker is better than. Ready? Mahomes? No. Watson? No. Russell Wilson?
1: Age, but no. Ben Roethlisberger? No. Aaron Rodgers? No.
0: Jared Goff? No. Kirk Cousins. Pa. Carson Wentz. Better. Dak Prescott.
1: Worse. Matt Ryan. Uh, just go about to Dak Prescott, obviously. Yeah, with a good angle. Right I the second, he's not the best, but... um, <laughs> what, what about <laughs> Matt Ryan? I'll go Baker over Matt Ryan.
0: So I just named you every quarterback that is making over $30 million on average a year. And we had two. And below that is Stafford, Carr, Breeze, Brady, Bridgewater at 21 million. Baker's at 8.1. So if you're putting him, listen, Carson Wentz is massively overpaid. I think Jared Goff's massively overpaid. You're down in that 8 to 12 range with Baker. That's kind of where I would put him. Think about it. I would probably take Joe Burrow over Baker in two years or even a year. He's got a better arm. He's more mobile. So realistically right now, Ben's older, I get it, but Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Baker's going to be the third or the fourth best quarterback in the division for a sizable amount of time. You can't pay him $35 million a year.
1: Jack, last question then. What you, if you were GM, what would your strategy be with Baker? Would you franchise tag him or would you let him play out five years and then get a six year out of him? Because we're in his third at the moment, if I'm correct, yeah?
2: Yeah, so we're in his third. So the first time we can extend him is at the end of this season. Um, so what I'd do is let him play the fourth year. And then at the fourth, uh, the bye week of the fourth year, that's when you sit there and you think, hey, has he shown nothing in the start of the fourth year that we want to make a move? Um, probably wait till the end of the fourth and that's where you decide hey are we going to go and draft another quarterback in the first round potentially let baker play that fifth year and um then you let the rookie beat him out and um that's where i'm at at the moment um i I 100 i'm i bang the drum for draft baker um all in on baker but the same point i don't want to pay a quarterback that's not top 10 Um, Unfortunately, the way the quarterback market goes, if he's signing a contract, it's going to be bigger than anything Wentz and Goff has because the next person to get a contract goes up and the fact that the quarterback market just keeps going up because the salary cap keeps going up, um, we're going to see big money. Um, So that's where I'd be from strategy. And it's hard because the worst thing is we're not a bad team. Um, So you could have a record where we're potentially 10 and 6, 11 and 5, with a below average quarterback and that is nuts um and that is just a massive testament to the incredible incredible job Kevin Stefanski is doing um and big up I was part of that trust Depot last year let him have Stefanski over uh Freddie Kitchens um because I never trust John Dorsey and uh Depot was right go Depot
0: yeah the, the Browns have done a great thing they've given Baker the protection Stefanski setting it up perfectly I mean Just look at Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins last year, I think was on some incredible touchdown interception streak. Now he doesn't have quite the weapons, obviously getting rid of Stefan Diggs. Obviously their offensive line has taken a step back. They've had a fill in guard. So now when you, when I name some of those guys, you're talking about the Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilson's, you know, Deshaun Watson, these guys can make plays. I mean, how long did Peyton Manning make a bad offensive line? Good. Baker's not at that caliber. However, if Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt can put the pieces together where that rope that he throws to Austin Hooper on third and 12, if we can get that consistently and we can eliminate the two god-awful interceptions or the missed reads, like, I, I want to see what Baker's ceiling is. Because right now, I don't think we've reached it. And that's why I do think Baker can be a top 10 quarterback. But he does have a ceiling. And it's it's bad to say that we're Browns fans. We don't have the right to talk about anyone else's quarterback given the putrid you know pile of dog shit that we've had for 20 years. But we have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, he's the best we've had, but is he the best we can
1: do? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Anyway, guys, let's get – this is not the Baker Mayfield show at the moment. Let's get back on. We're getting a 6 out of 10 the offense. Let's talk about a few things we liked. O-line, we all love. Is that agree? Please, Wyatt Teller, don't be hurt. Yeah, I think, I think Wyatt Teller is our secret mystery great player of the season on the offense, and Mitchell is our secret great player on the defense at the moment, but we can discuss that later.
0: I, I just think Teller is a key to us being able to successfully run the ball I don't think like, I don't think Hubbard was terrible. I don't think he was great, but there's a sizable drop going from Teller to Hubbard in terms of the run game. So if we want, like Jack said, to take that next level to be an 11 and five team, you do it with guys like Wyatt Teller that 10 and six, nine, and seven are guys like Chris Hubbard, who, by the way, stepped in, Played fifty nine snaps and still did pretty decent. I mean, better than we've seen in the past from backup guards. But in Wyatt Teller's fourteen snaps, he again was one of the highest rated players on offense.
2: Yeah, Wills was definitely our poorest uh, uh, starter on offense, yeah, but that's perfectly fine. Um, I'm not worried. Um, he's shown exactly what I wrote in my piece. At the start of the season. We're going to look at average about the same level as we're going to see from Greg Robinson last year. Greg Robinson was a solid average last year in the NFL. And um, it's perfectly okay. Um, I'm not too worried about Wills. Absolute nuts. It was like one of um, Hubbard's first snaps, and he was a pull blocking, just charging across the offensive line to pancake someone. Um, It it was great to see the fact that he came in there and he was so comfortable, considering who knows the last time, how many years ago he took a snap at guard. Um, I don't even remember him taking a snap at guard his whole time with the Browns. So um, that's pretty awesome and a uh, fair play to the guy.
1: And um, what, Ian, why do you think the running game wasn't looking as good as it has done rest of the season? Um, ov- the obvious answer is obviously Chubb, but like from a, uh, you know, it just didn't look like it was going at all yesterday. Yeah. And I think to Jack's point, Matt Eberflus
0: being a top three head coaching candidate because he did the Belichick. I'm going to do everything I can to take the ball out of the running back's hands. Now we went up against Washington had a very competent D line and a very incompetent back seven, right? Indianapolis is a very complete defense now, and this is without their top linebacker, but you saw their defense on every level. Sure tacklers. I mean, how about that one tackle where Baker had juked out the line? We all thought he handed it off. He breaks out to the right, and the kid makes this an incredible open field tackle that saves a touchdown. So against Washington and against other teams, we were breaking those tackles. Indianapolis was a very solid defense. They're a good, not great team, but that was the best full-on defense from the front seven to the back to the secondary that we've faced, and it showed.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely yesterday. And uh, just go over the, the real basics again. But we came away with a win, and it was an ugly win, and I'm super happy about that. Well, think about this.
0: We, we just talked about the offense, right? Great in the first half, shitty in the second half. We put up 32 points. We put up 32 points, and it wasn't pretty. You know, we've said this South, several times. This team can look bad and still score points. Now, did Phillip Rivers give us a gift of seven and then another gift of two? Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? This is the shit that's been happening to the Browns for years. We gift penalties in the end zone, and we throw stupid pick sixes. It's not the worst thing in the world that we finally are getting on the positive end of that. So even in an offensively shitty performance like we had in the second half, we put 32 points on the board.
1: Anything you didn't like about the offense, Jack, besides Bacon Mayfield?
2: Um, it was just the fact that we saw it in the Dallas game, and I think we saw it again that – The foot almost came off the gas um, (laughs) when uh, we were so far ahead. And I think that's something we need to look at doing. Um, I don't know if it's purely because the way Stefanski's scheme's designed is to be that sort of a uh, neutral game script. Whereas, yes, okay, if you can run the ball um, to run the clock down, but there's not really anything else. Um, I'd like to have seen us continue to throw. Um, because it was the thing that was working. Then suddenly we went to the ground game to try to run the clock down. <laughs> sorry, I got the dog trying to try steal me shorts.
0: <laughs> what's, what's wild and Jack, we pointed this out last week. So last week, remember the Browns' run blocking grades, PFF style, on the right side were elite. And then on the passing block side, it was elite to the left. This week, just to give people an idea, Jedrick Wills, 78. Um, Joel Batonio, 84. J.C. Tretter, 84. I'm sorry, 85 um Wyatt Teller 81 Chris Hubbard 73 and Jack Conklin 84 those are our pass blocking so we had elite level pass blocking grades from our five offensive line luckily Claude right now is in an elite company trying to get Jack's trousers off which is just kind of funny to watch Jack jump around while the dog's trying to pull his pants down yeah
1: and um The one thing I wanted to ask was um, Landry, what was he doing dropping them passes? Do you think the catches, do you think they were thrown with a bit of spin or wasn't ready for them? I think he was feeling himself. I think
0: he had taken that big hit in the first half. And I think his eyes were a little bit, I'll have to go back on the all 22 just to see, but I think he just, it's a concentration thing, but guys like Jarvis Landry fix that. It's not like a Corey Coleman where they wallow one, two, three, woe is me. Jarvis Landry, not- listen, it didn't happen at the greatest time. I'm not sure either of those. The one, I think the first one may have been a first down, uh, but the second one he was going to be short. So I have ultimate faith that if I'm nitpicking Jarvis Landry's hands that he will get that corrected.
2: Yeah, I'm not worried. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Jarvis Landry. He stopped a certain interception from Baker Mayfield. So uh, he really did the business for us um, early on because that goes down to completion in the stat line, but... Phew. That uh, that PFF is certainly counting that as a turnover-worthy play, um, because that should have been intercepted. Um, and or at then least incomplete. Yeah, um, and then yeah, he, he, he dropped. But he weren't fully healthy. He obviously got gassed on the uh, play, um, but he made that catch early on. Um, so these things will happen. He'll bounce back. Um, not too worried. And he came out and owned it. And that's that's a big thing. Um, we even because, tweeted about it. Yeah, he he wasn't like a woe is me or hide him from it. He came out, he owned it, move on. One to two days, I think about it, it's done. And you've got to be that way.
0: Jack, I don't know if you've seen the rewatch. I just, the one thing I did notice, we used Janovich a lot less this week. I think he finished with like 14 snaps. So it was interesting to see Hollywood Higgins comes in as our third wideout, takes 40 snaps, touchdown, you know, contributes, but it definitely took away from the Andy, Andy, Andy Janovich um, effect on the offense. I wonder if that had any effect on the red game. Sean Higgins,
2: the man is back. Three catches, 31 yards and a touchdown. Twitter goes wild. Woohoo!
0: So, well, I think we've belabored the offense enough at this point just for a recap show, but we'll definitely have to, to peel back some of the layers of this onion because we didn't even talk about, all right, Jack, who has a better arm, Odell or Jarvis?
2: Because that, that pass to Hooper was a rope. Ooh, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question. I think I, I think the, the, the question is, which one's one and which one's two on the uh, Browns QB depth chart?
0: I'd say Odell is one.
2: I, I like his effortless. It's, it, 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 if you're some uh, shady radio, you'd be saying, is Baker Mayfield now the fourth quarterback on the uh, Browns roster? <laughs> if on Case Keenum, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. Sign Sanu and let's go crazy.
0: Yes. Well, we'll run out of time. So Paul, let's move to the defense.
1: Yeah. Defense. I'll start off. I'm going to give it a six out of 10. How do you feel about that? Ian?
0: Here's my thing with the defense. If I'm grading on a handicap, I actually think it was our best defensive performance of the year. Now in saying that Indy's offense is not, they're not world beaters, right? So they contained Jonathan Taylor to 57 yards. Indy only had 243 yards passing and 68 yards rushing. Obviously, the special teams is a different conversation. But I have to give the defense a pretty solid grade. I thought they played pretty well. We ended up with the one sack, obviously, but we had a pick six. And we had a four safety. I'm grading a little bit on a curve here, but I got to go with defense and at least having an eight. I mean, you got to, right?
1: The safeties? Yeah, uh, what's the... Jack, your view?
0: When Jack unmutes, he'll realise.
2: I thought Miles Garrett was a wrecking machine. Give him an eight. Um, and then there was just some great other plays. Um, people coming in just doing their job. Malcolm Smith was the one that stuck out. I actually messaged you guys during the game. In coverage, he seemed to be doing the business. Um, Obviously, former Super Bowl MVP for his 39 snaps. So he's obviously a legend in the making. But um, it was one where you got everything that you wanted. Um, We were obviously short on the interior D-line. We were discussing whether we had any left. And I think we played some three-man front for some point because we literally ran out of everyone. Um, But they just got on with it. And that's the key thing. They they just worked, worked, and worked. Um, Yeah. Andrew Sandejo needs to uh, go play somewhere else. Um, but uh, he's,
0: he's, here's the Sandejo. The teams have figured out just flood his zone. He's got to pick one. The communication isn't great. I'll be curious if they use more red wine with him now because red wine played pretty well in his limited snaps. But yeah, he, um, he, he's definitely on the brunt end of Brown's Twitter simply because number 23 is the last jersey we see. But, I think that the biggest – yeah. remember, and Paul, we're going up against the Colts offensive line, which is one of the top in football. So when you start seeing Jordan, Jordan Elliott struggling and then hopefully he's okay, Vincent Taylor didn't do much, Adrian Claiborne didn't do much, Porter Gustin didn't do much. I mean, we had 14 pressures as a team, and 11 of them came from Miles Garrett, six, Sheldon Richardson, three, Olivier Vernon, two. So 11 of your 14 pressures came from three guys who at the end of the game were gassed.
2: He had that play where uh, Andrew Sandejo just escorted their uh, wide receiver down the field, ready to make a catch. It was what like he was there happened? as a bodyguard rather than he was there as a uh, safety. So, How
1: do you think the linebackers are doing? We're a third of the season in, uh, very weak at the start of the season with NFL experience. But how do you think they're actually doing as a team now one-third in? Jack?
2: It was definitely the best game. Um, I think, for our linebackers, which obviously doesn't say much. Um, tacky Tacky was the first time he we went toilet, even though I thought it was toilet, but PFF have got him quite good. Probably the fact that he only played 15 snaps. I was going to say
0: limited snaps, and he was effective on a bike. On four of his snaps, I remember him making a play. So, yeah. But is, is that the secret for him? Because you know, Jack, they're getting away from these linebackers. You can already tell they're going to that big dime. They're bringing in that third safety four, seven once they defense. have it.
2: I've, I've had enough of linebackers already. I'm, I'm sick of dime. Give me the 4-7 defense.
0: Yeah, so you're going to be cycling. But the one thing I will say about the linebackers, ball, Jacob Phillips is looking pretty decent in limited snaps. Mack Wilson, not too bad in limited snaps. Taki Taki, not too bad in limited snaps. B.J. Goodson looks like what we're paying him. He looks like a guy that's kind of Dequell Jackson. You know, he's making the tackles he needs to make. I like the young linebackers. I do. I don't need that many of them because we're going to be getting away from most of them. But when you go up against these teams like Baltimore, where you got those big guys, you know, Ronnie Harrison coming in, red wine, um, you know, those kind of guys, they, they, they're onto something here. They're onto something.
2: Yeah. If you had a five linebackers and then what that be, let them each play 30% of snaps. You've got one and a half linebackers on the roster and uh that that's perfect. Play some nickel, play some dime, and, uh great. Just don't overcomplicate it. Go, here's your job. You go out and do this one thing. Um yeah. obviously it makes you a little bit predictable with <laughs> if he's out there, you know what he's gonna do. But um quite frankly, if it's only one linebacker up, sod it.
0: But realistically, say you go with um Malcolm Smith and Mac Wilson, right? And we know Mac's a little more athletic, and I think you remember he's a fifth round pick, he's gonna get better. But at the end of the day. You can blitz one, drop one in coverage. They can play off of each other. But I do think that Joe Woods is doing a very good job disguising a big weakness that we saw in the first couple of weeks to say, okay, here's what we got with the defense. This is what I'm going to do to try and patch that up. I do think it was Denzel's probably worst game of his, his season so far. I think he struggled out there a few times. Um But, yeah, realistically, you'd like to see some of these guys pop up and then a guy like Ronnie Harrison with a pick six. B-E-A, beautiful. I could have caught that. I think I could have too. But regardless, that's the point of zone. You throw late across the zone, it's going the other way. Last week, he'd have dropped that ball. Clearly, Joe Woods listens to the podcast, put the guys on the jugs machine, pick six.
1: Yeah, Redwine got a catch as well. Fair play to him. Yeah, real nice play.
2: That is that like his first snap of the uh, season. season as well? Is his first or second on defense? Yeah,
1: uh, yeah and I would say crazy. he's done a
0: lot on special
2: teams, but yeah.
1: All right, guys, we've got uh, nine minutes left. Let's, let's, uh, okay, so offense, we're going six. Jack, we are you going for
2: defense? Uh, I'm, I'm Green v so I'm going eight.
1: Okay, bullied into an eight. Let's go special teams. Oh,
2: boy. Uh, Cody Parkey, has he earned his way into the Hall of Fame?
1: All right, question.
2: Jack, can we separate
0: Scottish Hammer and Cody Parkey and grade them and then the rest
2: of the special teams? And then come up with an average. We, we can yes. give individual grades, and then we'll come up with a cumulative. Yeah.
1: Well, Scottish Hammer didn't do a lot. He had one great punt. Exactly. He did his job. Perfect. Two punts, 46 and a half, both inside
0: the 20. 10. 10.
2: No offense to Scottish Hammer i would love to have every game where i never see him <laughs> yeah. because if we're not punting it means we're scoring yeah i mean
0: we didn't see him to the second half he could have showed up like manzel hung over and drunk and late to the game nobody would have noticed but when you have both your punts inside the 20 46 and a half yard average with a long of 51 hey, you perfect that's a win right there cody parkey three field goals three made field goals three extra points three made so I give Parkey, a, the only flaw I give Parky, and I think this is on prefer, was some of the kickoffs. I know we want kickers that can just kick touchbacks every time. I think they were strategically trying to drop the ball at the goal line for the returns. So I'm not putting that on Parky. I'm putting that on the kickoff coverage, which is coming up. So 10 for Hammer
2: and 10 for Parky. You said the kickoff coverage is coming up. I didn't realize we had any kickoff coverage. Hence why it's coming up. Now.
0: Paul, I have a question for you. The Browns get a pick six. You're probably popping bubbly, having fun, hooting and holling, eating fish and chips, going on Instagram live, and the ensuing kickoff gets housed. What was your first response?
1: Fuck psych.
0: <laughs>
1: Seriously. Got to...
0: Paul, you just summed up the entire Cleveland Browns fan base with two words.
1: My, I remember I it. it was like, fuck's sake, how's this to happen to us? You know, we have just got an interception, pick six, happy days. How many points up were we at that point? 17?
0: We would have went up 27 to 10.
1: 17. Point. And then within seconds, it was all doom and gloom again.
2: I'll tell you the craziest thing. I had a mate that before the game doesn't even follow the Browns. He's a Titans fan. He put £10 on a, both, either a defensive or special teams touchdown for each team um, because he thought um, Rivers would throw an interception for a pick-six and he, he, he just backed it. And then he saw afterwards that after he backed it, it was actually like, the Brown special teams is it's okay. And I was like, yes, that's quite good. And then uh, back-to-back plays, he turned uh, £10 into £510. So uh, he, uh, he, he was a very happy chap.
0: That's a lottery ticket right there. Is he now a Browns fan? <laughs> no, he's, he's a Mike. To... Pre- he's a Mike Prefer fan. <laughs> all right, special teams. Uh, Ian, what, what are we gonna go with? So I'm gonna take Parky and Gillen out, so I can give it a one.
1: No, you can't give it a one.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go First four all, because I'm gonna average out the two, three special teamers because Charlie Hewlett. Through his, oh, yeah. Throws beautiful All balls. The snaps. Can't it. can't take his balls away from it, um, and then balance it out with the one from the other guy. So I'm gonna say, uh, nine and a one gives us an average of let's say three. Three.
0: Donovan Peoples Jones.
1: Oh.
0: Punt return, kick return, um, kickoff coverage. I mean, they had five returns. They averaged 42.4, obviously with 101. means that they had four returns for 110, which is still over 25, which is still pathetic. Three. And that's, and that's weighting the fact that our kicker and our punter were f- perfect.
2: How did you feel when it first joint?
0: So Cody Parkey has the most insane ability I've ever seen to hit the bar, okay? In my entire career kicking, I've hit the post once. He does it weekly. I don't know. I'm telling you right now, I could line up 10 kickers right now and try to hit the bar, and maybe one out of five, we could hit the bar, trying to hit the bar. How the hell he hits the bar as often as he does, I don't know. And then in the Bears, when he was up here, when I saw all my Bears fans and their lives ended, was on a double doink, which I've never seen in my life. So just put it down the middle, Cody. Just right down the middle. It'll make me a little less nervous. When I saw it tailing, I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy. And then it went big bump. So I'm okay. The man is very skilled at playing the post. He's like the messy
1: of field goal kickers. Well, we call it in English the crossbar challenge. And I think he'd be good at it. (laughs) be the be be the ronaldo
2: of this yeah but the difference is to get him to be good at it you would have to go drill it straight down the middle (laughs) and then he'd hit the post yeah
0: so overall i'm happy we won we won a legit team i still don't know if i'm ready to move us into an upper echelon and we'll get into the steelers a little bit later this week because it is steelers week but listen a win's a win ugly wins are wins they still haven't played a full game. Well,
2: I'm, I'm ready to change my mind. I sat down before the season, a long, I think we worked it out. I'm ready to drop nine and seven. I'm now on the 10 and six bandwagon. Moved. I've changed. We've got Steelers. We've got, um,
0: Joe Bang bangles, Raiders.
2: We've got the mighty Joes. And then we've got um, Raiders. Raiders. And I've, it depends what Derek Carr turns up, but that's going two or one, one or two. And uh, either way, that puts me on great form for 10 and six, so uh, it's in. And then, Duffin now backs a 10 and six season, um, nine and seven is dead.
0: Well, to be fair, we also do, I believe, have the Giants and Jets out there somewhere, so if
1: we lose either of those two games, the bandwagon is going to tip over.) <laughs> All right, guys, we're out of time. Guys, all our regular listeners, we're going to be back on Wednesday, Thursday to do a Steelers preview show. Ian, where can people find your details? Ian19 at Twitter. Jack, where's your details?
2: It's at Jack Duffin on Twitter. I wrote a piece last week, uh, the end of last week, about all the upcoming contract extensions, when, how they can happen and sort of decisions Barry's going to make. on offense defense is coming out this week so that's over at the Dogland. make sure you go check those guys out because uh, they help us
1: alright guys we're winning we're 4-1 we're winning ugly playoffs here we come go Browns
2: oh we've got some Baker news Baker was asked about his rib injury he said oh yeah mama didn't raise no wuss so uh, he's definitely playing
0: for his negative come on Baker prove us wrong go Browns
2: go Browns grounds